Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail. We're mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. I'm your host, Gary Ware. And today on the show, I am happy to have Grant Baldwin. Grant Baldwin is an entrepreneur. He's a public speaker, and most importantly, he helps people find their passion and do work that they love. Welcome to the show, Grant. Gary, thanks for letting me hang out with you, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. And before we jump into your story and figure out how you got to where you are, can you just give us a little teaser of, of uh, what you do? Yeah, so uh, for the past about seven or eight years or so, I've been a full-time speaker, so travel all over the country, speak at about 60, 70 events a year, uh, working primarily with high school and college students, helping them really think through, prepare for a life after high school. Uh, and then earlier this year, we started a, a podcast called How'd You Get Into That, where we're just interviewing people doing interesting types of work and uh, trying to figure out what was their story, what is their journey, what are some lessons and l- nuggets we can pull from that. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of been my world for the past several years. Awesome. Um, yeah, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show because we feel like the Breakthrough Cocktail audience can really resonate with what you have to offer. Cool. All right, so let's let's rewind. Let's let's hear your story um, because I, I was reading over your bio on your website, and I I really enjoy you know um, you know hearing a story about people that have gone through some changes and decided that they want to you know take a course you know change a course. So uh, can you tell our audience? Um, how did you get into that? Yeah, yeah, you're using my own question. So I, uh, growing up, um, uh, I was real involved in my local church. My youth pastor had a real big impact in my life. And uh, so I knew I wanted to do something similar. So in fact, I went to Bible college. I was a youth pastor for a little while. Uh, always enjoyed speaking, enjoyed working with students. Um, and then I, uh, I've always enjoyed being an entrepreneur. I was the guy who, you know, had the lawn mowing business. Uh, my wife and I actually, we had a full-time eBay business for a while, just buying and selling uh, purses, oddly enough. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even know how we got into that. Um, <laughs> And so uh, I always just enjoyed being an entrepreneur and, and, and being, you know, being the, having my own thing. So um, once we kind of wrapped up at this, this church we were at, then I uh, was really enjoying speaking and met a couple guys that were doing some more speaking. So uh, finally just decided to make, it, make a career of that and kind of got into it that way. But um, yeah, I, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, I just, I like, I like business and I like being able to combine that with the opportunity to, to make an impact in the lives of other people. So whether that be speaking at a high school assembly or whether that be podcasting, um, you know, for an audience. So whatever that may be, you know, being able to combine what I'm interested in with the opportunity to make a difference is a, has been really, really rewarding. Gotcha. And you had mentioned that at one point, did you want to go down uh, the pastor route? Did you feel like that was your calling at one at one time? Yeah, you know, I did for a little while, um, and uh, you know, I, I had gone to Bible college, was planning on being a youth pastor, and was a youth pastor for a little while. And there's parts of it I enjoyed, parts of it I didn't enjoy, um, you know. But I always, uh, and I think even today in what I'm doing, you know, I still feel like I'm able to really make a difference and really make some type of impact, and just able to do that in a different way that may be non-traditional. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I was headed down that path and, and um, but I think, you know, I think that's an important lesson for life. I think a lot of times people, we feel like I need to, I know for me, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself feeling like I need to know what is the well, one thing I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. Well, if you get into it and you find it's not what you want, there's something else that is of interest to you, you feel trapped because you feel like there's nothing else that you could do. This is the path. I'm in too deep. Why? I can't, I can't pull the ripcord now and go a different direction. Uh, and so that was kind of where I was at of just going like, man, I don't, 
I don't know that I, I could do anything else because this is all I know or this is, all that I, uh, this is the path that I've been on. Um, but it's been a cool journey you know, to, to be able to, to you know, see where we're at now and what we're doing, uh, some of the different projects and things that we've been able to be a part of, uh, to know that we're still making an impact and still being able to um, you know, do something that I'm really, really into, really, really passionate about. It, that's awesome. And can you take our audience through your steps where you were realizing this is not the path that I want to be on, but you knew that you enjoyed working with people. Can you just take us through what your steps were to finding what that next step? Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, um, I think a big uh, a big moment for me was when I found out that my, my wife was pregnant with our first child. Because um, I think there's nothing like a child coming into the world to like bring everything into perspective. Like, okay, what am I doing with my life here? Uh, and so at the time at the church, you know, the, the part of the challenge with, with the role I was in was uh, I felt like I was always on. So it wasn't like you clock in and you clock out and you just go home and you can disconnect. You just, you're always just kind of mentally there. Uh, and so it was really, really difficult. So one of the, the, the questions I found myself asking was, is this a busy season or is this the way it is? Is this a busy season or is this the way it is? And I think that's a great question for a lot of people to ask because if you find yourself in a busy season, there's going to be some seasons that are busier than others. So if you're in retail, um, uh, day after Thanksgiving up until Christmas, it's going to be busier than others, but it's going to slow down. You know, if you're an accountant, tax time is going to be really, really busy. That's just the way it is. Uh, so ask yourself, is this a busy season or if this is the way it is? If it's a busy season, you can ride that wave for a little bit. Um, right now as a speaker, I'm in a really, really busy season, but I know it's not always like this. Um, or is this the way it is? Because if this is the way it is ongoing, then is this the type of thing that I want to be involved in? Uh, or there, what are the are tweaks that I could make in order to uh, make it make a little more sense for my schedule and, and my life? So that's kind of the spot where I found myself. Um, of just figuring out is this a busy season or is this the way it is? I got the sense that it was kind of this is the way it is. Um, and so that's when I really started doing a lot of evaluating, just kind of some soul searching of like what is it that I want to do with my life? Because I think a lot of people, we just choose whatever the path of least resistance is. And we just figure out, you know, I, at this point I just need a paycheck. I like to eat. I live indoors. Those things are important to me. So therefore, <laughs> I'll just, you know, I'll just find something else without taking the time to really figure out, no, 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 like I could go find something else. We all have to work. We all have to eat. We all have to live indoors. But if we've got one shot at this thing called life, then then what, uh, what is it that I really, really want to do? What is it that I feel like I'm passionate about, that I'm good at, that I enjoy doing? Um, and how do those things translate into a career? So that's kind of the, I guess, the soul-searching journey I went on there of figuring out what, you know, what I want to be when I grow up. Gotcha. And then from that, was it the kernel, the idea, was it that you would just be a speaker? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the primary thing was that I wanted to do was um, I enjoyed speaking. I enjoyed working with students. I met a couple guys that were speakers. I was like, that just seems like a really good gig. That I, I think I would really, really enjoy that. Kind of combines it with the entrepreneurial piece uh, that I really feel like I enjoy and I'm, I feel like I'm decent at. So, uh, yeah, all of those things come together. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to be. And, I, and even now, I think I'm in a bit of a, of a transitional period in my, in my business and my career where, you know, for the past several years, I've always just, I've just been a speaker. That's been my... That's been my primary role, you know, and it's, um, but um, at this point, I'm trying to do a couple of different types of projects uh, away from somewhat un unrelated to, to speaking. So I think that's, again, another good lesson of most people, we won't pick something and feel like, well, that's, you know, that's what I'm going to do for the next 30, 40 years. Most of us, like who we are as people is always evolving and changing and being shaped. So taking some of the pressure off to feel like I need to know today that what I'm going to do for the next, you know, X number of years instead of feeling like, well, 
okay, I'm a speaker, so I'm going to be a speaker forever. And there's plenty of speakers that I know that I'm friends with that are, you know, they've been speaking for 20, 30 years. And that's great, and they love that. I just don't think I'm wired like that. I don't think a lot of people are wired like that. That for me, I'm going to, I'll be a speaker as long as it's still fun, as long as it's still, you know, a challenge for me. Uh, but when it's not, then I can find some other things to, to do. So again, taking some of the pressure off to feel like I need to know the one thing and that's what I have to do forever. Uh, again, I just, I don't think most people are wired like that. Yeah. And you bring up a good point of sort of checking in with, with yourselves because at that one season of your life, you, you know, speaking is where it's at. And I feel too many people just get stuck with that and they think they have to do one thing. But you're right, you know, over time, you may, your passions may change and your priorities may change. So it's, it's good to check in. Yeah, totally. I think I think it's totally accurate, and most people don't really think about it that your your passions do change over time. The season and stage of life you're in changes over time. You know, when you're single versus when you're married versus when you have kids versus when you're an empty nester, all of those seasons affect your career and they affect the things that you're interested in. You know, so if it's just me and I'm a single dude, then I'm going to approach my business and life completely different than I've got three girls in my house um, plus my wife. So I've got a, I've got a house of women here that I got to take care of. So it changes my priorities. It changes how I structure and, and focus on my business. So again, I mean, I think that's a good point of how why I'm kind of cutting back on some speaking is I like speaking. Speaking is still fun for me, but being away from my family sucks. And so I don't want to I don't want to do that. Um, and the challenge with speaking is it doesn't scale real well. So uh, I have to go somewhere in order to collect a paycheck. And so uh, it's fun for a little while, but after a while you're like, oh man, I got I to gotta go on another plane you know, and, and go to another hotel. And it's not glamorous and it's not as sexy as people would think. Uh, it's, it's, it can be very tiring. And it's just, it can also just be uh, just a bummer to be away from, from home and be away from family. So I think, again, that's where, you know, if I'm a single guy, then it doesn't, you know, I'm not thinking about those things through that frame of reference. But recognizing and realizing where you're at in the season of life that you're in and how that affects your passions and the things that you may be able to, to pursue. You know, if you're someone who, again, if you're a single person, um, you can afford to take more risk because you don't have any dependents um, who, who, are, who are counting on you. Whereas for me, again, I, I have to really think through risk that I'm going to take because I've got four girls here that are, that are counting on me. So you really have to think through those things based on, again, the, the season of life you're in. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, quick, I want to jump back for a quick second. So you decided you wanted to be a public speaker. How did you go about doing that? Because um, I know I've run into a number of people that you know, they've seen TED Talks and they just seen people that are just awesome speakers and they, they wanted to go out and do that. Did you just immediately start calling schools and calling universities trying to get a slot? Yeah, I think there's a couple things that you can do there. One is to let people know that you are a speaker. You know, I'm amazed at the number of people who are like, hey, I want to be a speaker. And like you go to their site and you don't see anything at all about speaking. You know, whenever I first started the podcast, I, I started doing a little bit of coaching. And it was amazing. Like when you start telling people you're a coach, people start asking about coaching. But they, before telling them that you're a coach, like nobody asked me about coaching because they didn't know it was an option. You know, the same thing with speaking. Let people know that you're a speaker so that they can think of you uh, whenever it comes time to, to 
to look to book someone. So a couple of things to think through. Um, who is it that you want to speak to and what is it that you want to speak about? And then a third question would be where do those people gather? I think that's one of the simplest things to do is figure out where are events, where are conferences, where are conventions, uh, where are gatherings of people that you want to speak to, that you, um, you have a topic that resonates with them. Uh, where do those people gather? And finding events that already bring in speakers is really, really important. So when I got started, uh, I, I focused all my energies on figuring out what are the youth conferences where they are already bringing in speakers. Because if they're already bringing in speakers, I don't have to convince them to bring in a speaker in the first place. I just have to convince them that I'm the guy. So that is a, a much, it's difficult, but it's a much easier battle than trying to convince someone, hey, you should spend a bunch of money on a speaker in the first place when they've never done that before. So try to find those venues and those events where they are already bringing in speakers and it's, it's much, much easier to get booked. So I think that's a great thing to, to get started with. Um, I'm doing that. You know, I spent a lot of time on Google of just trying to figure, just Googling youth conferences, student leadership conferences, college conferences, and just trying to just find who are, where are these conferences at? When are they held? Who are they bringing in? Um, other things to, to figure out is who's the decision maker? When do they bring speakers in? I mean, if you're looking at a, a conference in, in uh, February, don't be contacting them in January asking if you can speak. They're booking speakers months and months out. So you just got to think through all these timelines of stuff and make sure that you're far enough out um, in, the, in, in the process there to, to make sure you get in front of them at the right time. But yeah, it's really, it's, it's not that, it's not as difficult as, as people make it seem. It's just a matter of figuring out, um, again, who, who do I want to speak to? What do I want to speak about? Where do these people gather? Who's in charge of those events? And a lot of that just comes through Google and just like doing a lot of homework and a lot of research to figure out when and where they are and, and how to, to get it in front of them. Yeah. And one thing that you brought up that I think can apply to anyone, depending on, you know, no matter what they want to do is, Actually, having an, having an attempt and telling people about that, uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, I work with a number of people that are trying to do career transitions, and I ask them, "Well, have you told someone?" And it seems like right. they have to keep it a secret. But people naturally want to help, so if you start telling yep. people what your intent is, they may know somebody or they may put you in contact with. So I think that's a big lesson: is to actually, um, you know tell your goals out loud to people so that other people could help. Yeah. You know, I say, you know, I speak to a lot of college students who are trying to, th uh, especially like freshmen, sophomores who are just looking for like a part-time job. I was like, let people know that you're looking for something. If I don't know you're looking, your name's not going to be on my radar if I come across something. So it was, it's amazing now that I get a lot of speaking opportunities or just invites to stuff just because people know I'm a speaker just because that's on their radar. But if I don't put it on their radar, they're never going to think of me when that opportunity come, comes to mind. So when someone is looking for a speaker, will they think of you is, is a good question to ask yourself. Perfect. Um, and so back to your journey, did you have any struggles um, during this transition? Because you said uh, your wife was pregnant, you decided you want to make this transition and you went through your steps. Uh, did you immediately hit success and started getting on the speaking circuit or was there a time <laughs> where you were maybe second guessing your decision? Yeah, I think you always second guess your decision. You know, I mean, even now, like I've been doing this for a while and, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty decent speaker and I'm pretty good at getting booked, but you still have like really, really slow months. You know, at the time of this recording this month, uh, it's been a great, great month and I've spoken at a lot of events. Last month was a really dead month, one of the slowest months I've ever had. 
you have those months, you know, and that's just kind of the ebbs and flows of, of anything with, with entrepreneurship. But yeah, that, I mean, kind of a rough timeline. When I, when I, I resigned the position I was at as, at the church in uh, December and then, um, uh, at the time, I didn't have anything lined up. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like I knew I was intrigued by the speaking thing, but it wasn't like you quit a you know a steady paycheck on Friday and you have a full time speaking career on Monday. It just you know it doesn't work like that. So what I did was I, I kind of piecemealed together a couple different like just transitional jobs. So uh, I worked at a security company doing some sales work for them that was like 100% commission. Uh, worked at a, a fine dining restaurant just waiting tables. Um, worked for two different speaking organizations just doing stuff for them that was uh, more like their material, their content. They would book it. You'd show up. They're paying me peanuts, but I knew like, hey, I'm at least I'm getting closer to speaking. I'd rather do this uh, for them than to um, than to do something completely unrelated to, to speaking. So for a while, I had I had about four different things that I was doing just to kind of make ends meet, and the whole time trying to build up my own speaking stuff. Now the important thing is, and when, when I was building my career as a speaker, or just building my business as when I got started was that uh, I needed to have some type of job that had some flexibility for me to travel. Because the, it's not like, well, if I'm a web designer, I can go home after work on my 9 to 5 and, you know, and work on my, my projects that night or in the morning or during lunch or whatever. Like I have to get on a plane and I have to go somewhere. So it, wasn't, it wouldn't work to have like a traditional 9 to 5 where I'm just taking off work all the time. Like bosses frown on that. So I had to make sure that I had some flexibility in my schedule to be able to travel and to go do some of these different things. So it took me about 18 months from the time I got started, from the time I really booked my first thing, to be able to go from nothing to like full-time speaking business uh, without doing anything else. But for a while, when I'm doing these four other jobs, um, as my own speaking would build, then I could drop one of those. And then I'd book a little bit more, and then I could drop another one. Uh, before long, I was able to do it you know, completely on my own. But again, it's one of those things that it just it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of, a lot of hustle. And most people, uh, whether it's... Um, whether they're starting a speaking career, starting a podcast, or starting a blog, or whatever, I think it's just most people aren't willing to put in that work and that hustle of just realizing like it's going to take a couple years before you get traction, before you kind of figure out what your message is and you're kind of honed in. Uh, it just it just doesn't happen overnight, and it's not easy at all. And so most people just they they quit before they have a chance to really see if it, if it could have worked or not. So uh, it's not easy, but you know, being on this side of it now, it was it was definitely worth the 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 hustle. Great. And you make an excellent point about sticking with it. And that's why I feel like it's important to find something that aligns with your passion. Because if you're just doing something just because you think, oh, I can make a quick buck off of this, you're going to give up pretty quickly. Because I know that I tried to start a number of sites and and I failed a number of times. And I feel a lot of those times it's because it didn't align with things that I was passionate about. And when the, going's, when the going gets rough because you think, oh, I see other people making a, a success in a short period of time, no, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, but, oh, totally. You know, I, I've done the same thing where I've tried different projects like, oh, I think I could make a couple bucks there. And you get into it and you're like, even if I made a couple bucks, like I'm just not into this thing at all. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. And so you've got to find things like, like the things that just really you're into, things that really push you. And you're like, man, I, I would do that. I would, you know, speaking is the type of thing whenever I got started where it's like, 
I would do this for free if I was independently wealthy and I didn't need to eat or live indoors. Then yeah, I'd totally because it's just fun. I just really, really enjoy it. So figuring out for you, you know, what are those things for you that you're just like, I just this is just fun for me. I really like this either way. And so if I can make a couple bucks from it, great. But um, you know, I, I think I think anytime you put money before passion or money before talent or money before the thing that you're really, really into. Um, money's great and I would prefer to have more than less, <laughs> but um, like it's not the end all be all and I want to, I would rather make less but love what I do than make more and be miserable. Yeah, exactly. So fa- fast forward in, um, in your career. So at, at what point did you decide to you know, start your site and, and really hone in on helping people find um, work that they love because uh, you were doing the speaking thing and at what point did you feel like you need to have another um, source of income you know, to supplement that? Yeah, I'd been speaking for uh, like six or seven years before I really started thinking about the podcast and thinking about doing something. Um, you know, and part of what got me thinking about it was that people were always asking me, hey, how did you get into that? And it was sometimes people, people ask for one of two reasons. Either they wanted to become a speaker and they just want to know genuinely like how, how would I get into it? And two, the people were just like, that's just fascinating that you make a career from that. Uh, so I'm intrigued. How, how did you get in? How, there's no like traditional path that you go down to get into that. So I found myself asking people the same question. And it just it, it became kind of a running joke in my own mind. If I would speak somewhere and someone would come up and they would literally ask that question, how did you get into that? And I was like, man, that would that'd be really interesting just to interview people. <laughs> and so part of it was just kind of an interest of like, I, you know, if I'm going to, if I like interview, if I like talking with people and hearing their story and journey, I might as well record it and do something with it. Um, but then part of it from the business standpoint was again, Going back to what we talked about earlier, speaking, it just doesn't scale at all. So there's only so many events I can go to. There's only so much I can charge. Um, and so you just you reach a cap. And so I'm at a I'm kind of at that cap anyway of of about what I could charge um, in my market and about um, the number of events that I would want to do. I don't want to do any more. So uh, it kind of just leaves me in a spot where like, well, you know, I could again just stay on this path of going. Well, I'll just do sixty or seventy events a year. For the rest of my life, but again, as as an entrepreneur, I'm just wired like, let's find a de- let's find a new mountain, let's find something else to try. And so I don't want, I'm not trying to go from like 70 events to zero, but I'd love to be able to go from 70 to, to 20 and be really really selective on what those 20 are. So just being able to do things that that not only can scale. Um, I have a buddy who always says, look for ways that scale your impact and your income. You know, there's only so much I can charge. There's only so much I can make from speaking. Um, so I'd prefer to make more without having to get on a plane. But at the same time, anytime I'm speaking, you know, like yesterday I spoke at an event and there's 200 uh, students um, there that I'm speaking to, which is great, which is really, really cool. But at that time, that's the only audience on the planet I can speak to is those 200 students. Whereas now, doing a podcast, I have thousands of people that listen every single day, that, and I'm not having to go anywhere. I'm home, you know, and being able to make an impact in, in these people. So for me, that's really, really intriguing as well, of being able to make an impact in much more, many more people than I could uh, than just, uh, just solely speaking. Awesome. And this is really good stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we jump back, we're going to jump right into the lightning round just so we can hear how you take. So just hang tight. Hey, Breakthrough Cocktailers. If you're a busy professional and you're looking to work smarter, not harder, you're in luck. Productivity expert, author, and speaker, Jason Womack. You may remember him from episode seven of the Breakthrough Cocktail podcast is looking for people to join his group coaching course. 
Jason is leading leaders into the next year of being better, working smarter, and achieving more. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to www.timetogetmomentum.com. Now back to the show. All right, we're back to Breakthrough Cocktail with Grant Baldwin. Uh, Grant, we're about to jump into the lightning round, but before we do, it wouldn't be a Breakthrough Cocktail podcast without finding out what you're drinking today. Grant, Oh what man, I've drinking? got a I've got a boring water here. So I know I, I know it's it's nothing exciting. I, I I try to as much as I travel and as much as I'm just home and especially as much as I speak, uh, I try to uh, stay very very hydrated. So uh, I'm always plowing through bottles of water. So right. uneventful, unexciting, but healthy for you. But it's important. And yeah, I've been trying to drink more water. In fact, I got my my jug of water here. And um, I've been drinking my athletic greens. I, there you go. Uh, trying to stay a little bit healthy. And I've been reading uh, Tim Ferriss' book, The Fire Body, and that's yep. one of the things he, he recommends. So I'm trying it out, and so far, so good. Nice. All right, lightning round. So these are questions that I ask all of my guests just to hear how they tick. And the first question is, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, man, as a kid, all right, I think there's a, there's a bunch of things. Like, I think as most, especially like little dudes, like we all went through our, I want to be in the NBA, I want to play baseball, I want to play some type of sport. I wanted to be in the Olympics. Uh, I remember watching, um, like Carl Lewis, like way back when in the Olympics, I was like, oh man, that guy's just fast. I just want to do that. That'd be cool. Um, but then growing up, I knew, uh, I was always intrigued by being a, an architect. That seemed cool. Uh, I was really into Legos and just building things and how things kind of came together. So that seemed like a cool gig. Um, um, and then, uh, yeah, eventually I just wanted the youth pastor thing was a thing that was uh, intriguing and, and, and cool to me. Um, but I think it's always, again, it's always evolving and changing as a kid. And I think it, it continues to evolve and change as an adult. Awesome. Uh, next question is, how do you stay inspired? You know, I think uh, I think a big thing to staying inspired is surrounding yourself by people that inspire you. Um, so I'm in part I'm a part of a mastermind, uh, guys that I talk to regularly, once a week, every week. We're, we're talking and talking shop, um, and, and just hearing what other people that are are doing. It's like, man, all right, if you're doing that, I got to keep raising my bar. You know, Gary's not playing around. He's not messing. I gotta I gotta really step it up here. So being able to surround yourself with those people, both in whether it be a mastermind or in fact, we're actually our family's getting ready to move to Nashville, and for me, a big reason on that is to be around people that are just killing it, you know, and just being around people that are just crushing it. And so uh, I've got a lot of entrepreneurial friends there. And so for us, it's it's just a, it's it's one thing to talk to someone on Skype. It's one thing to email with someone or to text with someone. It's another thing to be in proximity of people that are very very inspiring to you, uh, and just making sure that you're 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 learning and just kind of grasping and, and 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 gleaning anything that you can from them on what it is that they're doing, and, and making sure that you're continuing to stay inspired by them. Oh, that's awesome. And in fact, you had on your show recently, Jeff Goins, he lives in Nashville, right? Yep. 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 Jeff's uh, become a good friend. And um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's in Nash Vegas there. Ah, sweet. Yeah. Well, we'll include a link to that in the show notes because I thought that was a very uh, entertaining and educational um, episode. Sweet. Uh, next one is, are you a morning or a night person? Uh, I... I'm going to go morning. Uh, I like to get up. I usually try to get up before my girls get up and I try to, you know, I'm in, I'm in my home office today. 
So I usually come down here and get rolling on my day. I try to try to get up around six, and usually try to be in my office by six thirty or so. Um, it depend a lot of it just depends on my travel schedule, so that can really kind of jack up the flow and rhythm of a of a week of when I'm coming or going. But I I tend to lean toward mornings. Uh, I'm 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 probably an even ma- a mix of of morning and night, and in the afternoon is where I start to just lose <laughs> lose focus and energy and go downhill, and then I come back up on the other side for the evening. Got it. Uh, speaking of morning, do you have any morning rituals that you like to do to get your day started? Yeah, I think a big thing I try to do is I try to schedule out my day. I try to just map out the day because um, I think a lot of times when we get started on a day, we're just kind of looking at a blank slate and we're just like, ah, oh, crap, I, don't, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do next. Um, and I don't want to get to the end of my day and feel like, you know, I was busy. I did a bunch of odds and ends, but I didn't really accomplish anything meaningful. So on my calendar, um, I map out at the beginning of the day every every minute of what's happening next. You know, so I've got this, you know, thirty minute blocked out, and then the forty five minute blocked out, and then fifteen minute blocked out, and I just have it all mapped out, and I just try to stay on on task on schedule there. So I really try try to keep myself focused on what it is that I got to get done that day. Awesome. And uh, I'm going to go a little off script just because I know something uh, very interesting about you. Um, if you had to pick one character for friends from friends to be, who would that be and why? Oh, okay. One character from friends. I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming a, one of the dudes here. I'm trying to just think through. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I'll I'll be I'll be Chandler as the um the <laughs> awkward guy just figuring out life and stumbling his way through uh. with a uh, with a mix of Ross who has the long-term relationship you know my my wife and I were actually were high school sweethearts um and then I'll, we'll throw in some Joey because occasionally I can be funny. So yeah, uh, and <laughs> for those of you who do not know, uh, Grant has seen every episode of Friends, and I bet you he can kill it, uh, kill you in a trivia contest. Um, Let's do it. I'm I'm up for trivia with with anybody. Yeah, I have to put you up against my sister because my sister uh, <laughs> again is a huge Friends fan, and we got her. It was Friends Trivia Pursuit for Christmas one year. Yeah. And it's not even fair <laughs> playing with her because she just crushes it. That's awesome. So, have you played that? I don't think I've played that one. We have, um, I think we have like nine of the ten seasons on DVD. Yeah. And um, and then uh, we've got one of the, that Seen It DVD game. Yep. So we've got we've got that. So we, my wife and I, we battle at that. Awesome. Cool. Uh, a few more questions and I'll let you go. Are there any books that you would recommend to our audience that helped you in life? Yeah, one uh, like small business book that was really helpful to me was uh, Rework by um, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Jason Freed and um, uh, David. Uh, what's his? I don't know. Can't, can't think of it. Yeah, it's we'll include that in the show notes. But yeah, yeah the guy's yeah. from Thirty Six Signals, right? 37 signals. 37. Yeah, yeah. And they just changed they just changed the name, but yeah. So um those guys that book was really really helpful. Um yeah, four hour work week's a really good one. Um that really just kind of helps you get to thinking about what is possible beyond just your traditional thing. Um what else? Yeah, we'll go with those two. Those two will, will get us going. That's great. Um next question is if you had to pick three songs that would be on the soundtrack of your life. What three songs would you pick? Ah, uh, man. Okay, uh, I don't have any good. I don't know that I have a great answer for this because I don't. I don't listen to a lot of music. Oddly enough, I listen to um, a lot of comedy 
and I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I think comedians are great public speakers. Uh, you can learn a lot from them on just engaging an audience. Um, and then I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, you know, anytime I'm on a road trip or anything, I, I rarely listen to music. It's, I'm usually listening to, to podcasts. Um, so, um, but let's see here. I, a lot of times, um, I don't do it as much now, but whenever I was first getting started speaking, I'd always listen to, uh, some Eminem before I'd go into speaking, yeah, right? just try to, you know, just try to, to, <laughs> to get myself in that frame of reference and just, uh, come on, let's bring it. So, um, yeah, lose yourself was one that I went through a phase where I was just listening to constantly. Um, man, I could, I could scroll through it. My girls are really into anything with Taylor Swift and shake it off. Nice. And then, um, and then, uh, we listen to a lot, anything from the frozen soundtrack, uh, the <laughs> girls, the they, right we, we do a lot of that. So I don't, yeah, I honestly, I know that's a super boring answer, but I don't listen to a ton myself, but, um, more the, the podcast, more the, com- uh, comedians and then whatever my girls are listening to, I, I roll with. So who are the, what podcasts is, what podcasts are you listening to these days? Yeah, there's several that I really, really like. Um, I like, um, you know, stuff that, that Pat's doing, Pat Flynn. Uh, Smart Passive Income is a really good one. Um, some of Tim Ferriss' interviews are really good. Um, let me, uh, I'll just tell you. Hang on, hang on. Don't go anywhere. Wait for it. Wait for it, people. I'm pulling up here. Um, Sean West has a good one. 48 Days um, is a good one there. Uh, a couple different comedian ones that are, are good. Occasionally I'll listen to some Dave Ramsey stuff, Entree Leadership. Yeah. Um, eventual millionaire is good. Fizzle, fizzle, I really, really like. Awesome. Um, it's a good one. Uh, let's see. Mixer G has some good stuff. Nathan Barry, Nerdist has some good uh, comedian interviews. Uh, yeah, love Chris Hardwick. Yeah, there's uh, Lewis House has some good stuff. So yeah, I mean, there's there's just there's a ton of good ones. Uh, Michael Hyatt, some of Mark Maron stuff with comedians is good. So yeah, there's just there's a bunch out there that I listen to. Um, just depending on on. I listen to a lot of podcasts whenever I'm on the road and whenever I'm traveling. Um, so I try to, to knock out a, a, a download a bunch and then knock out a bunch at, at a, on, nice. a, on, the, on the drive. Cool. And last two question is, uh, is there a quote or affirmation that you like to live your life by? Yeah, one that I think of a lot and I just try to remind myself of is that who you are is more important than what you do. Who you are is more important than what you do. So uh, what I do as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, as a podcaster, if I make a difference in a lot of other people's lives, if I make a bunch of money, but if I'm a shell of a human being, uh, if I drop the ball as a, as, a, as a husband or as a father, that's just not worth it to me. So who I am is more important than what it is that I do. So that's something I really try to remind myself of and be really, really conscious of that. Um, whenever I'm making decisions about my business, about my career, about my life, of that who I am, who you are as a person is more important than what you do for a career. Great. And then the last one is if you can give our audience just one tip, one simple thing that they can do right now to help them find their passion and do work that they love, what would that be? I say you just have to start. You just have to start somewhere, you know, because I think it's easy to just overanalyze and stress out and figure out, okay, I want to do a, um, uh, you know, I want to become a speaker. I want to start a podcast or I want to start a blog. And so I feel like I have to have this 97 point plan of exactly how it's all going to magically work out. And it's like, it just doesn't work like that. You know, you're just kind of fumbling your way through the night. You know, a great analogy I've heard that I, I like to use is um, starting anything is kind of like, um, like driving at night. You can only see as far as the headlights will show you, 
but you can drive for hundreds and hundreds of miles that way. Yeah. And so anytime you're starting something, you can only see a few feet in front of you. All you know is all you know at this moment. You know, when you and I were starting our podcast, we didn't know squat about podcasting. We didn't know yeah. anything. You're just kind of stumbling through. You can see as far as the headlights will show you. But that's all you've got at that point. Yep. But you can, again, you can drive for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles that way of just knowing what's just barely in front of you. You don't see the roadblocks up ahead. You don't see the construction. You don't see the detours. You don't see the accident. You don't see any of that stuff. That's fine. Some of it is good to just go into a new project with a little bit of, of, of being naive and just like, all right, I'm just going to figure it out. It's my go. So but good. I have to start somewhere. I can't just sit on, on the sideline and click my heels together and hope it all magically works out. It just it doesn't happen unless I actually take some action. Yes. And that is an awesome tip. And there are a few people that are listening to the podcast and they know who they are. They've reached out to me a number of times and they have these little projects that they keep talking about and they just start to get out of your head, yeah. do something. And yes, Grant Baldwin said it, do it. So, do it. Just do it. We're stealing it from Nike. So yes. go do something, make something happen. Make it happen. So awesome. Thank you so much, Grant, for, for being on the show. And before I let you go, just take a moment and and tell our audience, uh, you know, how they can get in touch with you, how they can, uh, you know, support the how did you get into that podcast? And yeah, we'll close. Yeah, everything's, everything's at GrantBaldwin.com. So you can go there, check that out. Um, and uh, yeah, feel free to stop by. Uh, they're on the site there. Um, uh, we've got a, in fact, we'll do this. Um, on the site there, we've got a, a PDF with just some different, uh, three different questions on, on uh, helping people think through and find work that they love. So if you're someone that may be wrestling, just trying to figure out what's the next step for you, what is, what is it that you want to do, uh, you can go down there, you can download that. You can actually you can go to grantbaldon.com slash cocktail. All right, let's roll with that. grantbaldon.com slash cocktail. They can download uh, that PDF totally for free. Check that out. See if that's a, a valuable resource to them. Perfect. All right. And uh, that concludes another awesome episode of Breakthrough Cocktail with Grant Baldwin. He is awesome. You guys are all awesome. And until next time, see ya. Stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the insider newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome.